Hey everyone, I'm back again with another solo podcast. It's been actually a week, the first time I feel like I've ever really done this, uh, having a solo podcast come out a week uh, after I did my last one. Uh, my last one I did was actually on Valentine's Day itself. If you want to check that one out, I talk about some life updates, um, some stuff coming to the channel, um, and some like minor like technical mistakes I made uh, with the previous uh, Underachievers podcast episode, a podcast I host with uh, two of my good friends. Uh, but anyways, for this episode's sake, uh, I am back, and uh, later on at least I am going to, since... See, uh, the season finale of True Detective was this past Sunday. I'm actually going to do a Wimmer's critique on that. That'll come out. That'll be a little later on in the episode. Uh, so yeah, if you're interested to see how that is, I also have some some minor life updates and uh, any other tangents I kind of end up going down. So uh, if you're interested and want to know my thoughts on the latest season of True Detective or what I've got going on this week, uh, keep listening. But starting it off, I'm going to do some uh, life updates here. And I swear Mother Nature must listen to these solo podcasts that I do because it's so weird, this almost like whiplash of like weather. And even though it's only in the low 40s today, uh, the last week it was colder, but the weekend prior to last week, it was like in the 60s. Then it got cold again. It snowed twice. Got about like six inches of snow. Snowed like another dusting over this past weekend. And now it's the rest of this week supposed to get close to like the mid 50s again and like almost spring like. So it's very strange how literally it's just been almost like a roller coaster in terms of weather. And I swear I'm not, this isn't a weather podcast, but I swear Mother Nature must listen to it because I did mention in the last one how I had gone out and just shoveled like the day before my body was sore and wanted a warm weather again which obviously 50 degrees to me still isn't the warmest but when you're dealing with 30s and at best below 40s for months on end or for a couple weeks your body gets used to it so when you see the slightest change of like 50s like oh yes slightest bit of warmth and it feels like it's almost like 70 degrees even though it's not even close to really feeling that warm out it's just how your body kind of reacts and that kind of uh, state. So it's definitely something I'm looking forward to. And I think even next week, and I saw, or next week sometime, I think it's supposed to go back into like the 60s again. So that's going to be uh, another good kind of weather, hopefully, week. So that's great. And it's been pretty sunny out. Um, so yeah, let's uh, kind of switch topics a little bit here and go talking about some kind of solo podcasting kind of stuff. I usually do some kind of updates to the channel every uh, solo podcast. And while and the reason why that kind of life update was kind of short is because, uh, uh, believe it or not, the last like week or so, not too, too much has happened. But in terms of this solo podcast, I do have some uh, stuff that's coming out soon. Obviously, I'm doing this solo podcast here. I did a podcast last week. I had that uh, Tiki Sky uh, review critique that I did last that came out last Monday I think um, so and then I also have obviously later on I'll be doing the uh, True Detective season four Night Country uh, critique in this podcast which will end up being its own video uh, under the Mike Winter podcast YouTube page if you want to find that one out later or follow my uh, at least Twitter page uh, uh, Mike Winter podcast. 
uh, those would be like the best ways to kind of stay up to date in terms of when these things kind of uh, get posted. But I also have another video coming out because I mentioned a little bit in that last podcast that I had another video that I had in mind that was coming out like last, that I thought it was going to be out like last weekend or early this week. Um, and it's actually going to be probably this upcoming weekend, if not. I'm kind of switching it, like pushing it back because I have this kind of podcast that I'm doing and a, and a video coming out from that that's going to be out this week in terms of video-wise. So February is going to be covered in terms of going back to my goal and kind of expanding my, this channel some more and doing more podcasts and videos and everything. So again, I am here doing another solo podcast a week after I did my last one, which feels like a long time since I've, if ever, since doing these solo podcasts, I've actually done that. So it's kind of great and all. Actually, maybe. I, I may have did it once last year, the more I think about it. I think around like Easter time, I think. So pretty much probably going on close to a year. A little less than a year probably in terms of actually podcasting like a week after another podcast. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of stuff to look forward to. Uh, yeah. And I'm trying, this one may be another like longer video. I know that uh, Tiki sky, uh, review was over a half hour long. That other video that's going to come out like either this weekend or next uh, week, early next week. Um, that's going to be a shorter video. So I'm trying to get a good kind of range in terms of like length in terms of these, podcasts and videos themselves i don't want to go too too long because i know some people don't really want to sit around and watch a video that's too too long so as long as the content is good and everything i know that uh techie sky was so long i don't really expect either this kind of uh review for that true detective or this next video that's going to come out to be nearly as not even close to being as long as it it's probably going to be closer to my usual kind of times of late in terms of this uh, review it's probably going to be around like probably 15 minutes long maybe and then for that other video i think it might be like definitely less than 10 minutes long that other video got going on it was a short little whitmer's ventures video that you can kind of look forward to don't want to give too much away of what that video is but uh keep a lookout on that just kind of a quick little trip that i did um so yeah that's kind of something to look forward to i got other stuff in the kind of uh workings that i want to kind of hit as well uh in terms of the uh youtube page so uh definitely subscribe to that page if you're not already to kind of uh, stay up to date on all that. But moving on a little bit now, let's actually get into that uh, season four True Detective Night Country critique that I've got. Um, obviously, this past Sunday was the season finale, so I felt like I wanted to try to get this video up as close as possible to when that actual season finale actually was. And I'd obviously, I'm going to rip it right away that this critique is going to have uh, spoilers in it and everything so if you're not into spoilers and want to go kind of spoiler free with the season uh then probably don't watch the rest of this video or skip to another video on my channel or anything else um but if you've already seen it or don't mind it kind of being spoiled for you then obviously keep listening and hear kind of my overall kind of thoughts of what this kind of how this last kind of season was for it um and to start it out i actually kind of 
before the season because I knew the season was coming out like like mid January time frame or whatever sometime I think it was like yeah like mid January was going to come out and because of that I wanted to kind of catch up on the previous seasons because I knew I wanted to do a true detective like critique I wanted to kind of make it like a kind of wanted to compare this season to the previous seasons so kind of I kind of went back and watched uh the first the prior three seasons before I got into this fourth season itself just to kind of get a kind of base of kind of some remembrance of past seasons see if there's any uh hints or anything mentioned in this latest season that was uh referenced back into like the first season or something like that um, and just kind of do like a kind of slight ranking of how I have like all four seasons of uh, True Detective so far. But for season four in general, I'm just going to kind of stick to this kind of critique, just looking at season four, obviously. At the end, I'll do a slight like ranking in terms of how I rank it towards the other seasons. Uh, and the big biggest kind of difference to this season versus previous season is that Nick Pozzolato was not the writer of this fourth season and did not come up with the true detective night country that was by uh, Isa Lopez. And that was like the biggest kind of change in terms of the season versus past seasons and everything. Um, that was like the kind of biggest thing. And um, the first thing you kind of realize in this kind of fourth season is that it's significantly more, or feels significantly more suspenseful, suspenseful, almost supernatural at times. So it's definitely one of those uh, kind of keeping to some traditions of True Detective, but kind of went on its own kind of path with this uh, season as well. Um, so how I usually start these kind of often kind of give you overall kind of was it good or not kind of thing, just give you like a short synopsis of what happened in this fourth season. Uh, and it obviously it's an HBO show. So, I, um, so starting off the season, uh, H, uh, it's also, in uh, the reason why it's night country, it's cause it's in Alaska and a long, dark kind of winter. And during that time frame, uh, these eight researchers, uh, go, uh, missing off of like the first episode and everything. And they're trying to figure out as in, uh, uh, Danvers and Navarro are, uh, or more so Danvers at this point, uh, Navarro is still kind of not knowing of this part of it, but it's still looking back at a previous, uh, case that the two of them had worked on before, uh, and the, uh, case of Annie, uh, dying or being killed and, uh, kind of, that's kind of the one biggest difference is that compared to past seasons is that there's this previous case that the two of them had. And during that case, something clearly happens and they feel like at least Navarro feels like the the killer is still out there and they, that case isn't solved yet and everything. So because of that, it kind of has that similar feel to like previous seasons where um, either like season three or season one, where it takes place different time planes, time periods where in season one, they didn't catch everyone right away. In season three, it was kind of wrongly kind of convicted and easy kind of get uh, twice before to, to get into this kind of time frame. So there was three time periods in terms of season three, but this one, they didn't do what they did in previous seasons where they went back to, um, 
like the past and showed like how that case went or anything. They weren't being interviewed or anything that they were kind of sharing it. So, and that's how it was kind of written differently in that they were kind of at times, whether it was talking to prior about their previous, previous case or whatever, everything just kind of went on that front in terms of, uh, kind of piecing together what happened in the past and one overarching kind of theme to this season was kind of something uh, from your past kind of haunting you and coming back. Um, and they did a great job in that front and kind of uh, with Danvers and Navarro kind of giving them this almost tragic backstory that each week you kind of unveil a little bit more of kind of what happened and everything. And it isn't until this last episode of the season, if I can speak, um, how all of it kind of went down and everything. Um, but anyways, back to the story itself, it went uh, to the whole thing. So these seven or eight uh, researchers go kind of missing out from this research lab uh, out in Alaska. It's in the uh, pitch black uh, darkness at this point. And uh, by the end of the first episode, you find out that uh, they had all died in the ice and snow and are all frozen over. So after the first episode, that's where you get there. And then you realize that all, all but I think one of them are actually dead. And then there's another one who's missing out of the eight. And they're kind of tracking down of who this person is and, and what happened to these uh, researchers that got them out, stripped down, naked essentially not essentially they were naked but uh stripped down in the ice just how that happened and where this one uh researcher uh from this lab went and then this is the part where navarro kind of comes in a little more and saying how there's uh how the case prior that they worked on isn't done yet and there's a, a link there's some kind of link to this to these researchers going missing and then ending up dying and everything. So the thought process there is to just kind of, is to at that point to work together because they realize that that could kind of help. And this is as the season kind of goes on, you see there's a little bit more political kind of um, political government kind of and kind uh, and cop kind of uh, corrupt corrupt cops and everything corruption kind of comes up which is kind of what at each three seasons prior kind of had it their own kind of form of this as well uh so that's another thing that kind of went back to uh the other previous seasons of it um and that's where you kind of see where there some holes were made uh in the previous case like the fact that annie's body was actually uh, where she died, where she died, wasn't actually where she, or where her where they found her body was not actually where the killing took place, and because of that, everything just keeps going back to uh, uh, political corruption, corruptness, and everything. And by the end, you find out that uh, this researcher who's missing is Ray Clark and he was actually the boyfriend to Annie who had died so they found out that later on and this is where the spoiler kind of comes in uh that he and the other 
researchers actually ended up uh, murdering the uh, murdering uh, Annie because uh, they found this secret lab, and in that secret lab, what another big factor was the native people and everything their land in this uh, small town Alaska were essentially being polluted, and the water was getting polluted, and they knew it was getting polluted, and they knew this oil comp this uh, company drilling and oil was the reason why it was polluting. So the whole th- whole time during the season, you see them kind of going back and forth with the public and everything just trying to uh with the protests of the native people to the police having to kind of shut down riots and everything and everything and this is where you find out the what they found at the lab was that deep into the crust they found some mineral of some sort um that could help with like diseases and everything so but to help with that to help kind of uh, kind of helped the land a little bit easier to get to. They actually let them pollute even more oil and everything into the water, so it makes it a little easier for them to kind of uh, take the uh, t- to kind of get to this uh, thing in the ground. But that's where Annie comes in because she found this secret lab and everything, and found out all this kind of shady stuff that was going on that they purposely knew it was going on. And that's when all seven or all eight of them really uh, ended up uh, killing Annie. And what the big reveal is that what happened to the researchers is the cleaning uh, crew essentially uh, came in and they were the reason them and a bunch of like natives uh, women came in and kind of took revenge for Annie's uh, death and and to exploit what was going on and everything and to kind of revenge for purposely and knowingly uh, polluting their water and having so many people either sick or die because of it. So a lot of the other aspects of it kind of comes hand in hand, um, comes hand in hand with that. And because of that, you see... Uh, that's where the kind of supernatural kind of aspect of the season kind of comes in. And the fact that nobody in this town, nobody actually dies. So the thought there is that Annie, even though she did die, um, she actually came back with revenge. And that's when, and that's when uh, Ray Clark kind of, uh, kind of freaks out a bit when they break into the lab because they think it, he thinks it's Annie coming back to, uh, get revenge of every of them killing her and everything, but it wasn't actually her. It was these the cleaning people, the cleaning women, and everything from the lab plus uh, these natives women and everything. And essentially, what it came down to was uh, Annie was kind of manifesting herself here and there as a way to kind of obviously to seek revenge, but to fix the damage or fix the corruption everything wrong going on with the system kind of thing and that's kind of why uh, these women and everything kind of went down this went down this way in terms of uh, going after these uh, men in the lab and everything and they thought that this could be one what this could be a way to kind of get, to get them to stop but this is also where you kind of see some of the 
where how you see some of the uh, political corruptness and everything corrupt cops and everything like Hank Pryor being kind of a corrupt cop. He mo- ended up moving Annie's body to that location where they found her, and and doing that, the promise there was that they were actually going to make her make him chief instead of Navarro, uh, but that didn't end up happening. So by the end, when they're getting closer and closer to kind of the truth and where uh, uh, where Heiss is and everything and Heiss knowing about these uh, caves, which essentially these caves and everything led to where this uh, underground lab was. And that's where, and that's when you kind of, when they go back to Hank Pryor and saying, Hey, you need to take out Otis Heiss cause he's going to take him, take uh, Navarro and Danvers to uh, this, uh, a site where they can get in and we don't want them to find it. So we needed to do this one more solid thing. We needed to kill prior to, to kill, uh, uh, to kill heist. And what ends up happening in the episode prior to the finale, obviously is that, uh, there's a standoff between, uh, Hank prior, his son and, uh, with Danvers, and obviously Heiss is there as well, and that he's gonna t- he wanted to take him and essentially kill, essentially kill him. Which when he ends up actually being successful in killing him, but what actually happens after that is that because of the standoff, he's threatening to is about to threaten to kill uh, uh, Navarro, which then lets has the younger prior kill Hank at that time, and that's kind of what happens on that end in terms of it. But what he says prior to that is that he didn't actually kill Annie. He just moved the body. So they all at this point know that he's kind of this become this corrupt cop and everything. And the reason why these going back to why these women kind of never went to the public or anything or went to the police about everything is because again, the system and everything made it made them almost uh, not willing to go to that that route because of everything in the past and it was just going to be something that was just going to be blown over and nobody's going to want to kind of talk about or whatever so that just kind of leaves you it's pretty much the main kind of points in this season uh, for the whole kind of story arc I didn't go too too deep in terms of subplots of the story or whatever but that was just kind of the main main points but if I have to give this season a actual rating like a tomato rotten tomatoes kind of score of out of a hundred. I'd probably give it like an eighty four. So some of the specifics that I liked about it was I kinda of, I liked the um uh kind of overall aesthetic of the night country, it being dark out, it definitely played into the role of the it helped with the suspensefulness. It helped with the um or supernatural aspect of this uh, season as well it did a great job as a backdrop and everything i like kind of the story arcs with uh navarro and and danvers i definitely liked their kind of backstories wish it would have been dove into a little bit more than it was but overall i was still still good but in terms of like i liked it but it was i don't think it was as good as season one or season three uh 
some of the other things I wish they would have done more of was dive into some sub characters like with uh, Hank or uh, Peter Pryor's uh, like backstories. I would have liked them to get a little bit more like Hank's love kind of life, which was like a sub almost like who cares almost kind of thing at the end of the day where it seemed like he was getting like almost catfished and everything. So just, that was one thing I wish they would have kind of dealt more on. They try to try to show a bit more of the, I would have seen more of uh, that father and son kind of relationship. I would have seen that as well. And how obviously Navarro and her stepdaughter kind of were, I, I wanted to see, if they kind of reconcile, if there's like more to that story, I wanted to see more of that. So there were some things that I thought could have been better in terms of some story development in terms of backstory. Um, I also felt like Peter's relationship uh, fell apart a little too quickly or too easily. I just felt like that was kind of a little iffy there. Um, but the other bigger issue I had with the season is that I felt like there were moments during each episode where like nothing like major was really like happening. Like there would be like the main thing that would happen, a big thing that would get into one want you to watch the next episode would happen at the end. And then there would be nothing real that happens during that episode. Then at the end, the same thing, and then like just kind of kept going to it. It's not my kind of preferred kind of writing style in terms of what I like in terms of shows or movies and everything but that was just something i didn't i wasn't the biggest a fan of but again i give this whole kind of season an 84 i do think it is better than season two though so i will say on that front um and because of that i also feel like uh the ending a bit was a little rushed as well like you're building up to you it feels like everything's just building up building up building up you're trying to get these stories but at the end you just kind of oh this is what happened and this is how we just kind of found out and everything. So I wish it would have been a little bit more, but this is also a season that was shorter than the previous three seasons. This was like six episodes versus the uh, eight episodes of the previous three seasons. But yeah, that's kind of it in terms of this kind of critique. I didn't want to go too, too in too far into kind of, giving every kind of spoiler that kind of happened, kind of gave you the major kind of points of what happened in the series. Um, and I said at the beginning of this, I wanted to give kind of a kind of rating of how I view all four seasons at this point. Um, and I'm going to go from what I think is the best to the worst in terms of season ranking. So I think this, I think season one is still the best. I think it's not really even close. I give that one a... 92% if I had to give an actual rating score. Then I have uh, season three, where I probably have that at like an 88. I can't just kind of like those seasons more. I think those ones, this character developments, those one, the stories of those seem a little more simpler. Whereas like this season, season four, I put at three. And then season two, I put it uh, at four at 75%. Um, I think these this season and season two have a little too much too many characters that you're trying to, to dive deep on. And because of that, I think that's why you have some of the issues that I felt with not enough story arc or story development serves of certain characters or sub stories that happened in the season. It's kind of similar to season two where there's this, just this whole kind of 
jumbled mess and just kind of making it all kind of connect just was a little bit of a, just seemed a little rushed in season two. But in terms of like season three and one, those ones I feel like are a lot more because I think because you're dealing with little must characters. I think because of that, you have that ability to develop them a little more. The story can kind of, uh, the stories in those seasons were kind of better because of that. Um, but that's just me and my opinion on it. Leave a comment below of what you thought of the season, if you've seen it, or the past seasons of True Detective. What do you think of it as a whole? And if you have your rating, what is yours? I would like to know. Leave that a comment down below as well. But that's kind of it for this week in terms of my solo podcast. The main kind of point of getting on here was to do that critique on True Detective Season 4, Night Country, and to do some slight kind of life updates. Not a lot, unfortunately, has happened in terms of the last like week or so. But I do have a lot of stuff coming out. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this, I have uh, this podcast, obviously, that's about to drop. I have, obviously, this the critique that I just did is going to be in video form. That'll be out probably either either what probably later on on the later today on Wednesday the 21st that I'm recording this uh, and then sometime this weekend if not early next week that other video should be out when I did a slight Whitmer's Ventures and with that being said I will see you next time don't forget to follow and subscribe